Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Say yes to the morning. It's Monday, March 30th. Today's day 12 of Colonication. This is the Mama Levitt Show. I'm Mr. McGowan. I'm here with Mama Levitt. Hi, Mama Levitt. Hi, everyone. And we're here with Miss Mara. Good morning, Miss Mara. Good morning. Happy Monday. You know what? It's funny. I'll share this with you guys first about, um, as I was just reading, like the date said March 30th. But this morning, when I went to print out the show notes I have for today, I had written May 30th on it. Right? There's been a bunch of memes going around, like, today is March 97th, or <laughs> what's yes. the date today? Longest yes. month ever. Ever? <laughs> I mean, March, March is usually a long month as it is. Right. So the fact that this happened in March is just even more, even more perfect. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was happy this year when, cause we were doing the basketball season in March rather than yeah. January. Cause March definitely needs it more than January does. I agree. And it definitely helps cause there's no holidays in March. There's no, no vacations. There's the weather sucks. You know, it's just miserable. Yep. It's long. But, Hey, how to, how to start out a Monday with some positive conversation. Um, we are survivors. That's how to give that a positive spin. We have survived to the last day of March, and tomorrow's a new day. No, tomorrow's well, March. One more, tomorrow's one more day, day in March. One more day, Miss Oh, tomorrow. Okay, well, <laughs> we are almost there. <laughs> We're almost there. Tomorrow will be on the last day of March, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna, when the calendar actually changes to April, I'm going to have to do like a double take because I'm not going to be really sure that it is April. I know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to like call someone to like get like specific like confirmation that it's actually going to be April. So I think the next oh, day we do our show is going to be April Fool's Day. I know. And what, April Fool's Day, well, what's what some good stuff for that? Um, so April Fool's, the corona's been a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you can go Trump back on, now. <laughs> the president will come on Wednesday and be like, "It was all a joke. It was a tremendous joke." <laughs> uh, we got Mr. Jaffe on the line. Let's get let's get Mr. Jaffe on here. Uh, Mr. Hi. Jaffe, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? How are you? Good. I'm, I'm well. I hope you? everybody's doing well. Who's a, who? Who do we have on today? Uh, right now, me? it's me, Mama Lovett. Miss Mara and Mr. Jaffe. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Jaffe. Good morning, Mr. Jaffe. Good morning. We're just going to make a couple of announcements. Oh, remind everyone that we good, have a good. wonderful I'm... Zoom meeting today with the eighth grade. We got a busy right. day today. We got, we got podcast at 11. We got Zoom at 1. And then we have our, our faculty Zoom at 2. With Ms. Trinali. Six, seven, eight. It almost feels like we have plans today. Remember plans? Oh, I know. I, like I, I, told, vaguely. I told my husband I'm on the phone all day, and then I have a nursing home Zoom meeting at 4.30. I'm, like, all over the place. Wow. We thought we'd be incredibly bored, and now we've got lots of things to do. I, I, told, I, be, I told Mr. Levitt it's like working. <laughs> exactly. 
And I'm going to be outside the casino tomorrow handing out Chromebooks. Nice yeah, I'm, let's talk about that now, actually, Mr. Jeff, Mr. Jaffe. That's a good segue. So for any of our students listening, we we all got exam. You know, I'm an Everett Public School parent myself, as is Miss Mara. Um, we all got calls last night about um, Chromebook delivery dates and time and picking up Chromebooks. So I know a lot of you guys listening. I know a lot of you listening on phones. A lot of you are doing your Google Classroom stuff on your phones. Um, but I would I would encourage you to go down to the Encore and just get a Chromebook. I mean, we don't need one from Michaela because my wife and I both have one, but it's going to be free. You don't have to pay for it, and it's an extra thing that you can have. So I would encourage everyone to go down to the Encore and um, background noise up there. I don't know what that is. That's probably me. Sorry. I'm in the kitchen. I was finishing something. I'll, I'll oh, meet you go. out in a second. All right. Here, I'll, I'll meet you, Mama Levitt. Actually, do you want to, you can mute yourself. All right, sorry about that. So anyway, so so Chromebooks are going out um, this week, and it's going to start tomorrow, um, from ten o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, students can come pick up Chromebook parking lot across from the Encore on Broadway. I mean, I'm sure, I assume everyone knows what the Encore is is a big building that says Encore at the top. It's pretty easy to see. It's pretty conspicuous around Everett. Um, but in order to keep it nice and socially distanced they've asked students to only come on certain days so if your last name is between a and d d as in dog um, you can go tuesday which is tomorrow and pick up your chromebook Uh, last names e through l your day is wednesday Um, m through q will be thursday so i'll be there on thursday actually helping to give some out and I'll get one for Michaela, too. And then R through Z, R to the end of the alphabet, your day is on Friday. So go down to the Encore parking lot across from the Encore, because you can't get in the actual Encore parking lot. It's all blocked off. There's gates there. You can't even drive on the property. Um, but across from the Encore, the parking lot, that used to be the old field where they used to play Everett High Lacrosse way back in the day. Um, fun fact. But A through D on Tuesday, E through L on Wednesday, M through Q on Thursday, R through Z on Friday, 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Um, so, Mr. Jaffe, you said you're going tomorrow? I'm going to be there tomorrow, and I'm, I think I'm delivering on Tuesday. I signed up for every day because I, I, I kind of have no kids that need me, and I've got some time. That's nice of you. Yeah, I signed up for one, too. And I figure I live local. It's very easy to go over there. I'm back. Yeah, so God, love it. Giving all the background noise. <laughs> Am I still giving background noise? <laughs> no, you were earlier, but I think you're all set now. Okay. Um, I, so had... I, was, I was cooking my breakfast. Sorry. Could there we go. Right. We got an action-packed show today. Um, we got some housekeeping. We got a bunch of headlines to talk about. We're going to have our assistant principal, Mrs. Sutera, come on later as a special guest. Now, they're doing a Zoom meeting with kindergarten first grade and second grade teachers at 11 so he said he would he would call in after that one when it was over but he did say that he would call in um we're gonna do a little movie monday discussion later of groundhog day a movie that i found that i love and miss mara and miss love are very lukewarm about <laughs> we'll see i just find that curious because like i mean i just i assume that like everything like i love like everyone else just loves too but it's, 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 it's 
good to remind me that like my taste is like universal. Um, we're gonna play some movie trivia, and we have our idiom of the day is true blue. Let's start off with a couple questions of the day. First one is a math problem. Now this came from Miss Nado. Did we ever get but, the answer to last week's math problem? Oh, last week's. Uh, did I give the answer? No. So no. yeah, let's do the answer. So last week's problem was if you had a one penny, if your allowance was one penny, a one cent, I should say, and it doubled every day, how many days would it take you to accumulate a thousand dollars? And this was, I thought this was a great question because it shows the whole idea of like exponential rates. And we're mm-hmm. hearing a lot in the news about like how like it took 30 days for the U.S. to get a thousand coronavirus cases. And then it took two days to get the next thousand and how things just, yep. just blow up exponentially. So I did the math on this just to check this NATO's math. Not that I didn't trust her, but I just wanted to see for myself. And it was crazy because like on day one, you have one penny. And then on day two, it becomes two pennies. So now you have three cents. And on day three, it's four. So now you have seven. So it takes a while to get up to like a dollar. But then once you get up to that dollar, it took, the answer was 17 days. It took 17 yep. days to have $1,000. And you have you actually had more than a thousand dollars. You had it was like thirteen hundred dollars, and from then it would just like totally spiral. Like you could do like ten thousand dollars. You'd have it in about twenty days. So that was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty cool problem because it really relates to kind of what we're seeing today about flattening the curve and exponential growth and things like that. And just like you guys thought you'd never use math in real life, and we're seeing it all over, all over the news now. So oh, yeah. here's our math problem for today. I got it from Miss Nadeau. I, I altered it a little bit because I thought the, the ver- well, she gave me a bunch. I picked this was the first one that she gave me. I thought this one, that one was a little too easy, so I changed it a little bit and made it into a word problem. All right, math problem of the day. If you want to call in with an answer, 516-590-0997, or you can email me. The links are up on my Google Classroom page for calling and for, and for um, emailing. But the math problem is Adam went to the store and bought a new set <laughs> of hair and bought a new set of hair clippers. He wanted to bring them to Mr. Crowley to make sure he kept his head nice and shaved during our time away from school. Adam walked to Mr. Crowley's house, which was eight miles away. Adam walked at four miles an hour and left at noon. What time did he get to Mr. Crowley's house to deliver the hair clippers? So I'll say that one more time. Everybody should know how to do that. Think of the speed triangle Mm. that we did way back in October. Mm. So Adam Adam walked to Mr. Crowley's house, eight miles away, pair of hair clippers um, in a nice box and hopefully wearing gloves so he could practice good social distancing. Um, He walked at four miles an hour and left at noon. What time did he get to Mr. Crowley's house to drop the clippers off safely on his front doorstep? So call in 516. Five nine zero zero nine nine seven. Did you figure it out, Mama Love it? Yeah. Guys, right, you have uh, speed. I is think this, I did. Remember the speed triangle, please. You have speed, so has, you have distance, and you noon. have to find time. Yep, he left at noon, and then what time would he get there? So we're looking for the time on the clock when he gets to Mr. Crowley's house to deliver the hair clippers. Well, then I guess the next question would be what time does he get home? Because he'd be running at twice that speed as Crowley is chasing him off his property to get. 
<laughs> All right. That's, that's our math problem of the day. And then today's question of the day is um, our journal prompt for Coronacation Journal. Um, today is mental health tip number five for Coronacation. Mental health tip number five is reach out to others. You guessed it, at least once daily for 30 minutes. Try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, texting. Connect with other people to seek and provide support. So I guess the question that I'll ask of our teacher panel is, what have you guys been doing to reach out to others during the time that you've been, that we've been at home? So who, someone want to take this one first? Well, I have, uh, oh, sorry, Ms. Lever, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mr. Jaffe. So I've been, everybody has assignments. Can I just shout out some science stars for the week that did all their assignments? Absolutely. Um, go ahead. So, yeah, I have uh, Sephora, Sophia, Anthony, uh, Anthony M, Manny R, uh, Manny Ramos, Chris, Gabe, Chris, um, Chris Calix, I think, Gabe, Gio, Lexi, uh, Manny A, Kenzie, and Wendy. Thank you so much. You did lots of work for me. I returned it. Saw some grades in Jognog. Returned all your Google Classroom assignments. So thank you for doing all that work. So I've been reaching out. I'm uh, putting stuff on um, Google Classroom and sending emails, putting some inspirational videos, some music, all on the awesome. Google Classroom account. Everything's on Google been, Classroom, guys. Check it out. Yeah. How well, have I put you been the cherry cam up for everybody. Mr. Jaffe, how have you been reaching out to like people in your life, like family or friends or anyone else? Uh, not so much. <laughs> My kids are home. My wife is here. That's all. Yeah, I, uh, I'm cocooned in here with them. <laughs> it feels that way for sure sometimes. Uh, Mama Leva, what are you doing to, to reach out to people? Um, I text a lot more than I ever have because, as you guys know, I'm not a big always-on-my-phone type person. Um, my... Um, I'm podcasting this. I've done some Zoom, um, my Google Classroom. Uh, I call my mother. I have to Zoom the nursing home now every every day. Um, and, yeah, and then I just, I'm an introvert anyways. I'm not one to go out a lot, so this isn't much different for me to not really venture into the world and be around a lot of people or talk to a lot of people. So, um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> my daughter came over on Saturday with her boyfriend, so we had dinner. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, we Ms. made Mar, homemade lasagna doing, with uh, pasta and everything. Miss <laughs> Mar, what have you been doing to reach out? Um, so my I've become quite the frequent zoomer lately, uh, more than I ever thought I would be. So my friends and I like we usually like to go out on Saturdays and since we can't do that, we have been kind of creating like a Saturday night in with each other um, and kind of just getting together that way. So it's something we're trying to keep the weekends feeling like weekends. So every Saturday we kind of plan something new, we play games and um, yeah, that's kind of become the new thing that we look forward to each weekend. So, and I've been going with my parents for dinner. So Hashtag make weekends great again. That's right. <laughs> Keep weekends weekends. I saw a meme Keep that was. Keep weekends the weekend. <laughs> on Friday, I saw this meme that said, 
Today is a day that used to be called Friday. It sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother-in-law put, put this thing up about he. It's like a clock that. It's like a like a gift you give someone in their retirement, and it's like a Monday went. It's like it's just a it's a clock of the days of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. It just goes right. around every 24 hours. It just it changes to the next one. Yeah, it's been. Um, yeah, Mama, love it. You know, I know you're not a, a phone person, and but when there's really nothing, no way else to communicate with people, like like talk about Zoom, and we talked about how we did the trivia night last Thursday. I've been doing so much more FaceTime with my mom and dad. My mom and dad have been down in, in Rhode Island and worried about coming back to Mass and if they have to quarantine. I'm like, Mom, you're like 15 minutes over the border. You're not gonna, you doesn't you don't really count as like a visitor. But still, there's all <laughs> kinds of stuff about they don't want their, like some of the seaside communities, they don't want their their um, seasonal residents going down there, like Nantucket and the Cape and places like that. So I haven't been able to see my parents, so we, we FaceTime a lot. Um, we haven't done any, like, Zoom or things like that, but my I set up, I set up Messenger for Kids on Michaela's tablet, which I probably am going to regret down the road. <laughs> Because now she just wants to talk. She's talking to my mom. She's talking to her other grandmother. She's talking to her aunts and her cousins and, like, her friends from school. And she's sending all these, like, silly, like, gifts and all these, like, silly videos. Yep. All these, oh, my God. I'm like, I've created this total monster. <laughs> she's going to be a Wally person. No. Anyway, so, so that's, our, that's our question of the day for today. Hopefully I'll, that'll be posted up on, on my classroom um, for this afternoon about number five, mental health tips for communication. Number five, reach out to others. You guessed it at least once daily for 30 minutes. Try to do FaceTime, Skype, phone calls, texting, connect with other people to seek and provide support because we really are social beings and you know, get outside. I mean, you can talk to your neighbors at a safe distance. You can talk to people in your neighborhood. You know, you can put just you know, I've been talking to my neighbor over the fence. Kind of like, remember that show, Home Improvement? Where there was, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> where there was the guy. What was the guy's name? The character, Wilson. like the neighbor, Wilson. Wilson right. He wore like, good, good call. He wore like it. a yeah, fisherman's hat or something. Yeah, he always had like a hat, and you only saw at the top of his head. You could never, you never saw like the actual, <laughs> actual thing. All right. I love it. Um, so there's our question of the day. Let's move on to headlines for today. We've got uh, we've got a few headlines. We've got a couple interesting ones. Levy, you want to start us off? Um, if you're listening, these the, the links to the articles are posted in the show notes. Um, so if you're listening live or if you're listening later, a lot of people like to download the show like after because you know for some reason you can't get up at 11. Um, but if you're listening, if you're listening live, you can go down. You can click on the first one is Mama Levy. Can you talk about the one about the doctor and the tornado? Yeah, I'll do that one first. So um, it's. The, 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 it was from um, ABC. I got it on MSN um, news feed. Um, doctors in viral um, photos saying hi to his son to the glass door narrowly escaped tornado. Um, so there was a tornado last night, uh, yesterday or this weekend or something, um, in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, it just, uh, there was this doctor who's been working um, for the last two weeks, basically full time, going. Um, um, hardly ever home, and because he works in a hospital, he has to ha- um, isolate himself from his family because he's he's at high risk of getting corona and passing it working in a hospital. So his family has been living at her par- at his wife's parents' house, and he actually got um, a day off and he went home, and um, 
when he got there, um, his wife called him, said there's a tornado. The alarm started going off. He had to hide in his um, family's, um, his master bedroom closet. He figured it would keep him safe from any glass. His whole house got destroyed. He was in a brick house, thankfully, but, like, the roof was all taken off and collapsed, and you can see different parts of it. Um, there was, um, he ended up going to see his son at his wife's, his in-laws, and um, he crawled to the door. So he actually, the, the positive is he got to see his son crawl for the first time, um, but he can only see his kid through a glass door, um, which is kind of sad. Um, but there was, it did injure 22 people. And I think what I thought about the story was, is like, life is going on. Mother Nature still Things that would have been in yep. our news stories before Corona. Yes. Corona's manipulating the news, but there's other news stories out there right now. And I think that should be it, that, you know, the world is still going on in different parts of places. That's a good yeah, point because, yeah, no, I've been thinking about too, about that too, because we, we listen and we are hearing about our hospitals getting inundated with these patients, yet we still have heart attacks, car accidents, um, you know, choking victims, whatever it may be. Um, and that's still going on too. So it's just something that's been on my mind as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm kind of of a couple of mindsets on that one because obviously like coronavirus is like the number one thing and it kind of dwarfs everything else. And part of me thinks that it's sort of like shallow to talk about anything else, to look at any kind of any other news. But at the same time, it's like you can't just obsess over like coronavirus. You know, there's there's other things right. going on. That I love, and yeah, I love that story about about the doctor. Um, it's just so it's 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 good that he escaped death. It's just so crazy that like obviously he said mother nature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so, guys, if you have something going on in the back, just mute your microphone. Uh, we don't have to all hear it. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um, Mama Levitt, you have another article, something about about Zimbabwe. Do you want to talk about that one real quick? Yeah. So um, I found this article interesting because Zimbabwe is a very, very poor country in the world. It's in some, just north of South Africa, border South Africa, on the on the eastern side of the continent. Um, it is, has the second largest informal economy next to Bolivia in the world. They have an inflation rate um, of over 500%. It's, so it's an extremely poor nation. Um, and no industry. It, it pretty much is closed down. Um, and so most of the people living in Zimbabwe get their food and even water by walking to the local community well, um, going on the streets where people or vendors are selling things. They don't have big stores like we do. And the title of this was, I got this from the AP News, and it basically um, was, you know, um, South, um, called in Zimbabwe, um, you win coronavirus or you win starvation. And it was just talking about how the people in um, Zimbabwe have to, go out in the streets to get food. They have to go get their water. They don't have, their taps aren't always working in their homes and things like that. So it's impossible for them to, to really have social distancing like we have here. But I think what I, and a lot of their healthcare workers and doctors and nurses are on strike. They do have um, some corrupt government. Um, 
they only also only have 20 ventilators in the whole country. Um, and they have oh a high God. risk group of people to get Corona, um, 12%, including a large HIV population. So their high risk group is well over 12% of the population to begin with, plus the malnutrition and things like that going on within the, the country. It just made me realize like I, I, and the food shortage also, by the way, is just due to like droughts, um, their lack of foreign currency with their um, being able to trade and things like that. Um, Cause their money's pretty much worthless. And so like, in this country, it's like, do I go out and go get food and get my water supply um, for the day, or do I, you know, and risk getting coronavirus, or, you know, and someone says, I'm not staying in my home and starving to death, you know, just to prevent me from getting corona where I may or may not die. So it's kind of like a, a the reality check is, it's like, we're so fortunate, and I thought in this country, um, to have all the things that we have, um, being, mm. you know, a more modern society um, than other countries around the world. And we don't think about the hardships that other people are going through and how this is affecting them in their countries as well. So that was my. Yeah, we're, so yeah, lucky. I, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. We're very lucky here. Can you imagine the supply chains that just deliver food? And I think the supermarkets seem to be in much better shape now than they were last week. So, yeah, it's, we're, we're very, very lucky. Yeah, like the choice, you win, I love the, the, the you win coronavirus, you win coronavirus, or you win starvation. It's like, if you had right. to choose, choose awful? You, have to, you have to pick coronavirus. <laughs> you have to. Right. Because one, you automatically die, the other one, you just might die, and it's, it's insane. Um, that, yeah, that really does remind me of just how lucky we are. In this country, um, speaking of first world problems, um, Ms. Marad, go <laughs> on to your article about, about GameStop. So yeah, here's, yeah. here's the question that I think a lot of our kids will will uh, will have an opinion on: Is our right. video game essential? So yeah, go ahead, Ms. Mara. Such a good question. This article caught my eye because I didn't even know GameStop was still like a relevant business. Um, so this article was called, it's, it was from Boston.com, but um, I found it, the full article on Forbes.com. The game, it's called GameStop is telling employees to wrap their hands in plastic bags. So Governor Baker just issued, as we know, a declaration saying that non-essential businesses are to shut down or they face fines. And GameStop has decided to stay open. Um, despite this order, and they, so I'm just going to read a quote. So workers have been told to wrap a plastic bag around one hand to protect it from exposure to the virus. Now, people aren't allowed to come into the store, but um, they're told to open the door a crack, take the customer's credit card, and then they're going to return, they're going to run the card with a hand still encased in the bag, flips the bag inside out, leaving the card inside, and put the purchase in the bag and hand it back through the door. Um, First of all, Obviously, this isn't a proper official way to be doing this. And also, the workers themselves aren't able to socially distance because they're in a small, like, environment with each other. So it just made me wonder because it did say something that GameStop was able to make, like, $2 million in one day because people are really bored and there's not much to do. So as long as they're open, this is actually a really good, you know, profitable thing for them to be doing. But I guess the question is, do you know as a business owner is that the right thing to do when you're putting your employees at risk so yeah i found that to be an interesting article that's a great question 
essential, non-essential. You know, video games essential. I thought interesting that liquor stores were open as essential. Do you know why? <laughs> Do you know why got, they are? You had Miss Levitt. My daughter told me. She said that they're open because you, the level of people that would be dying from um, with mm-hmm. alcohol withdrawals would be so great that the hospitals couldn't right. handle them. So, as, you know, as oh, a wow. government, you have to – I mean, I, I know you talk about this in civics, Miss Levitt. Like, as a government, you have to balance, like, competing values and competing ideas. So, at one level – all right, are liquor stores, quote, essential? Are video game stores essential? Well, the liquor stores, there's an actual health reason as to why they should remain open. Um, what do you guys, what do the rest of you think about, about GameStop being open? Well, it's interesting because I had, I'm going to post something on supply chain and about pencils being made. It's an old thing from the 50s from um, this guy named Leonard Reed, who was an economist that I had recently watched and listened to about. Well, they put it into a video, but it was actually a reading from a book he did about economics. But, like, what is essential? Like, I don't know. I think GameStop's kind of silly, but I can see that for people needing something to do, um, especially people within the inner cities that can't afford all the games and purchasing things and can only rent things. Um, it gives them something to do. Um, is, it, are you, is it a health risk? <laughs> the way they're doing things absolutely but is it any different than going to a restaurant and buying takeout food right now or Mm. going to the grocery store and buying groceries and picking up groceries off the shelf i put a can back on the shelf i touched it with my hands i don't own a pair of gloves because there's none to be found anywhere um you know i cleaned and sanitized my hands before i entered the grocery store with my own hand sanitizer and but like there you never know so Mm mm-hmm I think that's a great point, Mrs. Levitt, about um, about how it's a sa- it's pretty much the same as going to a takeout restaurant. I mean, you go out, you you practice social distancing. You're going to go in there anyway. Like I, I'll go into like a restaurant for takeout, and I'll like I'll put my my sleeve over my hand so I don't touch the door. And then you uh-huh. know they have a lot of places now they have like they have little lines. I saw like on Trader Joe's yesterday there were like there was a line to get in on the outside because they only let a certain number of people in. But then the the question is like you know who decides what's essential and what's not essential. Like it, that's, you, you're making a big value judgment there. Like, for mm-hmm. example, like, yeah, like a lot of other things that people use for, um, for recreation or for entertainment, like bookstores are closed, you know? So like maybe what if people like you want to read, you go to the book, you, you, you go to the bookstore and get a book, you order on Amazon. And for a while they were shutting down any deliveries of anything that wasn't like a, a medical supply. Great, Very yeah, tough great situation. Yeah. Yeah, and this is. Are, are and, ch- churches are are churches open? I don't think so. No, I don't they're think close. so. Oh, yeah. It's such a great risk because there's so many like young children and old older people together that that it's a big risk to put them together. Yeah, I saw at least in Massachusetts they're definitely closed, but I saw this, there are some southern states that are allowing religious services to go on, but I don't know how many people are. Are actually attending. They had, some, but... they had some packed services, I think I saw, like on a headline. I, the problem, I think, too, they're coming up with is there's some constitutional issues with their right to to practice religion. And in a time like this, very religious people, um, you know, pray and they believe in the, the strength of prayer together. So it's, um, you know, it's an interesting, again, another issue that can be you know, is it a health risk because you have large people assembling and they're asking us not to versus 
people's right to practice their religion. Virtual church. Virtual church is on the way. I mean, I would go to church if it was virtual. Really? <laughs> they have some. They have some. Yeah, doing that right now. I might have to get back into into, into going to church. I'm, I'm a I'm a very much a lapsed Catholic. To, to me, the big thing is you know getting up on a Sunday and getting dressed. And uh, I know a lot of our kids listen. A lot of you guys spend a lot of time in church. I hear I read mm-hmm. a lot about you, your time in church. A um, couple of of sound clips that we can play just some news for the weekend. I have um, one from my favorite person and then just a little update for our students. But obviously one of the big, the big news is, you know, the president and the governor are always coming out and giving us some updated restrictions and updated guidelines and just general updates for what's going on. So this was the president yesterday. Restaurants and in one day they have nothing. They've got wiped out one day from our enemy, this invisible, horrible scourge. So when you ask me that, it's, it's so easy to figure that. I mean, massive drug use, massive depression, mental depression, massive numbers of suicide. Uh, anxiety causes, you know, disease, they say. A lot of people, are, you're going to have tremendous. And hopefully we're not going to have that because hopefully by what we're doing, we get the best of both worlds. We don't have 2.2 million deaths. We have a, a number that's much less, much, much less. And at the same time, we get our country running again. Please. Thank you. You know, as you guys know me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of our current president. But I got to say, I got I to give him, I got to tip my hat to him. He, he yeah, takes I was, a lot of yeah, I, was, I was waiting for you to bash him, but yeah, he didn't say anything that stupid that, uh, right there. No. It, <laughs> and, 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 and like, this is like what I was, like, this is, this is just what he needs. Just, just do that. Just, just don't, right. just don't be stupid. <laughs> just, that's all I want from the president right now. Don't be stupid. Um, anyway, so here's the last clip I have. This is just Charlie Baker just talking about a couple of updated. Make that happen. I'm sure everyone's seen the news from New York and other areas of the country that are experiencing severe community spread. The White House Coronavirus Task Force recently advised anyone leaving the New York area or has traveled through New York City to immediately self-isolate for 14 days. Here in Massachusetts, we're doing everything we can to keep people at home and prevent the spread. And starting today, all travelers arriving to the Commons are instructed to self-quarantine for 14 days. To help deliver this message, travelers entering Massachusetts will be given information flyers instructing them of the 14-day quarantine at our major transportation hubs, including Logan Airport, South Station, and Worcester Airport. Drivers will also see these flyers and rest stops on the turnpike and on roadside message boards that will display the message instructing travelers to quarantine. What do you guys think about, about the governor's order to self-quarantine for any, any visitors to Massachusetts? I think it's a good order. I think it's hard yeah. to enforce unless you have the army out in the streets, it's very difficult, but I think it's a good thing to do. I think, a re- I think self-quarantining helps. I think like and social I- pressure is a real thing too. I mean, I think that just having that edict out there, even though it's not being enforced by like the army, um, you know, it's, it's very real pressure from friends, family, when, you know, if you're going to go on a vacation or you're going out of state and then coming back to kind of violate those orders, I think people are getting a lot of, 
pushback from friends, family members, like, hey, what are you doing type thing, which works. Right. I think um, other states are doing it. Florida's um, extended their ban of travel for people coming from New York down there, have to self-quarantine. Now it's Louisiana um, as well. So I think we're going to see more of this from state governors um, having to decide what they're doing. Um, Because I think from what I hear, there's people coming from, especially New York, and people trying to leave New York City to try to escape the virus and stuff like that. Mama Lovett, here's a a question for you. Um, I know you're you're pretty much. I would 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 you describe yourself as a libertarian? Probably more so. Yeah. Mostly, I would think so too. So just as as a let me get the libertarian perspective on this. Um, The governor of Rhode Island, Gina Raimondo has ordered the state police, they're, they're pulling over any cars in Rhode Island that have New York State license plates and finding out what, what their deal is. What do you think about that? Yeah, we're going to see some federalist um, debates going on on federalism here. Um, I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming up out of this constitutionally from rights. Um, states have the right and privileges to move back and forth through the states in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the privileges um, that you're supposed to honor one state from the other. I get, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's you people in with, with New York plates um, that are just like have homes. There's a lot of people from New York that um, I guess have summer homes in Newport, as you mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. that are like left New York a while ago to go to other states to get out of the city. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like, I think I, 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 I have these things about we're stepping on some constitutional issues. I, I know that there are other people you know, um, saying we have to do what we need to do um, basically to help, you know, curtail this virus. Um, but I think short of martial law, you really mm-hmm. kind of difficult to force people. I think, the majority of our country has stepped up and did what they're supposed to do. And, um, and they're staying home and they're working from home or they're, they're doing things. It's it, not an easy thing. It's, it's, I think unprecedented because we are living in a modern age and there's a lot more people on the planet than there ever was before, especially with the, um, we try to, we've been doing a lot of compare comparisons to um, previous um, pandemics, especially the Spanish flu. Um, so and no one really knows diseases and what it, and what it does. That's, that's the thing that I've noticed. Like, I'm hearing mixed messages from people in the medical field. So I don't know. That's just I, – I don't really, like, have a de- defiant answer. I was just thinking about this from, like, a civics perspective. I mean, there's, there's a fine line between, you know, where do you – how much of people's freedom can you take away in the name of security or in the name of safety, in the name of public yeah. safety? Because like you talk about all the time about how, you know, rules are necessary so that we have freedom. If you don't have rules, then you don't have freedom to live your life. You don't have the freedom to, yeah, like the rules are necessary. They're in place to guarantee your freedom. It's not, it's kind of the opposite of what many people think. But But at what point do you impede your freedom? Yeah. That's it. You go to an extreme, you have to have a balance and it's always cutting the balance that we try to do in, um, in most, 
you know, in democratic forms of government is trying to cut the balance where you don't have that authoritarian. We're seeing in some other countries in Europe that have democratic forms of government, they went way authoritarian. I mean, like they're arresting people. You walk out of your house, they're arresting you. I think there's been some stories out of Spain, like they're in their backyard just getting fresh air and they're arresting you. Like, it's like, where is, when is it, you know, like, I don't know. And I'm also a big person. Like, I don't necessarily you can't control mother nature. Like humans have this need to control everything, but sometimes we can only control what we can control. And sometimes you can't, you're not going to, you know, I don't know. When, and when, mm-hmm. when does it stop? I'm more worried about what's going to happen when this is all done. I think, um, you know, people have said, and I think I was listening to one of the briefings with the president, you know, it's like, you don't want the cure to be worse than the actual disease. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's, it's very important that people understand that. Like, where, where will we be heading? Like, what is, what is our country going to look like when we step out in a couple, you know, in a few weeks or a couple months or whenever this supposedly is going to end? Is it going to end? Or is this a disease that's going to be with us for a while? We have to learn to live with it. Very, very uncertain times. All right, let's move on. That's a good job in headlines, guys. Let's move on. Uh, we'll, take a quick, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Groundhog Day. This is an APAC studio presentation. Wally's Furniture Emporium is having an unconditional take your money event. You see, the guy who orders our furniture stuff is a complete idiot. He ordered way more furniture than we could ever sell. So if you're looking for furniture that after just a few short months of use will look good on a sidewalk, look no further. Come on down to Wally's. But hey, you might be worried about how you're going to pay for it. Well, don't. Wally's accepts all forms of payment. And we do mean all. Pay with cash. Pay with credit. Pay with your buddy's new iPhone. Trade in your firstborn or elderly mother. It's all the same to us. Oh, and did I mention that Wally's will make you a deal that's fit for a crime lord of a third world country? I didn't get it. He totally will. Oh, yeah, he will. Fun fact. Okay. Well, he needs to shop here all the time. But that may have been more thanks to his syphilis-ravaged mind than good taste in discount furniture. But anyways, he totally used to shop here, or at least somebody who looked a lot like, a lot like Idi Amin used to shop here. And then uh, he died horribly from syphilis, and uh, I don't think we saw much of that's Wally's Furniture Emporium on 66 Rushing Set Drive. All right. Thanks to Wally's Furniture Emporium. So we're back. On the Mama Lovett Show, episode seven, we got Mama Lovett, we got Miss Mara, we got Mr. Jaffe. Um, let's talk about Groundhog Day. God. <laughs> so, <laughs> the obviously the reason why I suggested this movie. Um, actually, you know what? We have Mr. Sutera on the line. Let's. He just called in, so let's let's get him on now, and then we'll we'll do Groundhog Day after this. But let me get Mr. Sutera up here. Um, cause I know he's a, he's a busy man. He's got stuff going on. Um, Mr. Sutera, are you there? Good morning. Hello, Mr. Sutera. 
Mr. Sutera, Mr. McGowan, how are you? How's it going? We're doing good, well. How are you? Thanks for calling in. Good. good. Oh, because uh, the other meeting uh, went a little long. I'm sorry to call in a little late, but you know, but uh, the the other meeting we had with the uh, the K12 teachers went a little long. So how did that so meeting go? How we doing? We holding up okay? Yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah, we're doing good. We the podcast keeps us on a routine, and we look forward to it. So it's fun. And it's good. Uh, you know, I'm so happy that you, uh, you took the initiative to do this. It, it's good to be in touch with the students, like you know, the, to make to make everybody know that we're still here. And you know, and uh, uh, and like I say, it's a, it's a positive thing. You know, in this time where we're we're trying to think of positives. You know, so. Um, is there, is there any anything you want to ask me? Any questions? Uh, see if I can help you answer them. Yeah, sure. I'll Mr. Start Sutera, off. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I'll start. Mr. No, Sutera, I was going to ask you, Are you, are you meeting with? Are you meeting with uh, teachers every day or the superintendent every day? Well, we call you, you know we started to we started today. We call Ms. Tringali's been meeting on a regular basis with the the principals have, have been meeting with the superintendent and 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 not. Uh, the principals have been getting the updates, and and I've been talking to Ms. Tringali. Has the information comes in, she's been feeding it back to me. Um, like I say, we call. We haven't heard really anything significantly new, other than that Chromebooks are going to be passed out to families who need the pro, the Chromebooks. Um, and we call like you know, and we're going to initiate some online uh, learning and stuff like that. So, other than that, we haven't heard anything significant. To report other other than that, you know, like if someone the families need uh, access to technology or a computer, that the district's gonna hand out Chromebooks. Very nice. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. I I gave out the yeah. dates and the in the times for for that, and I know a couple of us are gonna be volunteering to give out the Chromebooks this week and stuff like that. Other than that, like you know, we call I. It's like you're keeping, you're keeping busy, you're doing a lot of like reading, been watching a lot of National Geographic and Discovery and History Channel. So I think I'm an expert now on, on the set. Well, there you go. That's good. I'm an expert on how things are manufactured, you know, just trying to <laughs> occupy my time, you know, to do something constructive and, you know, but, but taking some walks to, just to try to clear my mind and stuff like that, and, you know, and just try to keep a, a positive frame of my mind until we're back to some normalcy. Is the school shut down, Mr. Sutera? Completely shut? Do the custodians show up? The custodians, we called. Uh, when I went in last week, the custodians were they were they were at work cleaning. We called the uh, the building and stuff like that. But, you know, I uh, I I don't know if they would call if they if they're there on a regular basis. I I, mm-hmm. I I can't really tell you that because you know right. I went in last week because you know it was man. I went into the, uh, for parents to come in to. Uh, uh, to meet with the nurse to, you know, to collect, uh, you know, their son or daughter's uh, uh, medicines and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, because other than that, we call, we have, we've been keeping our distance from the building altogether and stuff like that. So I, I don't know mm. if the custodians are in there every day or not. Not sure. Right. Okay. Any other concerns? Anybody else have a question for me? Yeah, Mr. Zutera, this is Mr. McGowan. Um, just, we were talking about, um, you know, going on here about the idea of like distance learning and, and the online learning. And 
So I think most of us would agree that we've been getting about 20 to 30 kids doing their online work, you know, some more consistently than others. We have listeners of the podcast, but um, what would you say to students listening about the importance of keeping up with their schoolwork? Oh, it's it's very important. As you know, learning, we learn every day. Learning is continuous. Education is cumulative. Like, like, you know, you want to, Breach the gap that we have right now because we're not getting that that hands-on instruction like like we do when we're in school. That's why it's very important that we that we take advantage of these online lessons that are being sent out there, and we call it, and try to keep up with the uh, you know the work and 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 to you know to try to expand our knowledge. You know that way, like you know when we go on to the next grade level, like we, we don't have too many gaps in in the, in, uh, in education and learning. So. I encourage all students. It's very important. We call, like you know, we call, you know, take these assignments, do these assignments. We call, you know, keep on learning. We call, like you know, and like and like I say, like and I advise every student to pick up a book and do some reading, because because the literacy is in 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 is the key to all knowledge. You know, and constantly whether it be a magazine or, or a book, you know, do some constructive, some that you're interested with. Sit down and have a good conversation with one of your siblings, you know, to get to know each other better. And and as far as and as those um, we call packets that are sent out, as far as the online learning, very important. I advise all students to do it. All students, we call you know, to keep up with your learning, and, and you know, so that way we can uh, you know decrease the gaps that we have for not having the instruction. Very good. Good advice. I have a question for you, Mr. Sutera. This is Emma Mara. Ms. Mara, how are you? Good. How you doing, Ms. Mara? I'm good. So I know you've been in the Everett Public Schools for a long time. Um, have you ever experienced anything remotely like this before? Uh, no. Like you say, I've been I've been around a long time, and I've been in, you know in education a few years, and no, nothing like this. Like you know, I did experience the. 9/11 uh, incident, which was very traumatic, but you know, but to this magnitude and and we call in the in the amount of time that we, the, the uncertainty that we have with this with this virus, we call it. I never experienced any, any, any like this. And my advice to everybody is to stay calm. We call like you know, take it day to day. You, you know, uh, take heed with the advice and and the recommendations that are being sent out there by the governor. And we call to like you know to distance yourself. Like you know, don't go outside. There's every kid. You know, don't go play basketball. Don't you know? Uh, we call because you know the best thing we can do right now is just you know follow those guidelines so we can prevent this virus from spreading and we can get back to some normalcy in our lives and everything. And the way we're gonna do it, I think, is 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 to follow the social distancing and try to prevent the uh, this pandemic from spreading. But as far as the, as anything, I've never experienced any, anything in my whole life like this, you know. And we'll come out of this stronger. Like, you know, I don't want people, I don't, and I don't. We call it. It's good to be concerned to take precautions, but I, but you know, don't be afraid. We call it just just do the right thing. We call it, we're all going to get through this here. And like you say, like you know, we might be separated physically now, but we're all in this together. We call it, we're all going to deal with this crisis and. We're strong, we're resilient, and we're, and we're going to get get through this, and we'll come out of this even stronger. Hi, Mr. Mr. Sutera. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ms. Uh, Levitt. Sorry. 
Hi, Mr. Sotero. It's Ms. Levitt. How are you? Hi, Ms. Levitt. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, one of the things I just wanted to know is um, it, this is unusual precedent and everything, and we're getting different messages about school and everything from um, the governor's office um, in the state. Um, but we were wondering if there was, like, students are asking us questions like, you know, possible returning dates, um, you know, about their schoolwork itself and um, what, what needs to be done about it. Um, and we were just wondering if there was anything that you can add to, to this that we don't already know from what we've heard. Well, you know, the only thing I know right now, because I know it's been mandatory by the government, that they, you know, that we call all schools are closed until May 4th, because and until we hear otherwise, because we don't know, because they're probably going to see how, if, if, this, if this virus has peaked, we call, you know, and whether we in, in, we'll need more time after that. We call, but as of now, like the, the date is May fourth, we're just going by the you know the governor's state of emergency, um, and, and 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 as of now, that's all we know. Like you know, and, and like I say, like you know, Mr. Ngali and all the principals have, have meeting on on a daily basis with the superintendent, and the superintendent we call will, will you know will let us know if there's any more changes or any more updates um, mandated by the state or the federal government. Um, and we call it basically, you know, once we get the information, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pass it on and we'll re- relate it to everybody. But as of now, like, you know, we're just going to go by the tentative date of uh, May 4th, set forth by the, uh, the governor of uh, Massachusetts. Thank you. Okay, hey, Mr. Jaffe, you got one? Um, you know, I was actually going to ask about what, if he had any inside information about when the schools are going to open up. But uh, have you heard uh, anything about um, eighth grade moving on ceremony, or, or is everything up in the air, Mr. Sutera? Right, right now that stuff. Is, right, as far as I know, that hasn't been communicated, has been discussed. We call I don't know. We call it to be quite like honest. All, all end of the yeah, all those yeah, celebrations. Call, no one knows what's going to happen. No one's going to know what you know what's happening. You know until we get get the word from the superintendent. You know, you know we call you know. We'll just relay the message as of now. We call the we call. We haven't heard nothing about that. No. Right, no, right, right. And like I say, like you know, the only thing we do right now is just like you say, we gotta just follow the mandate. You know, take the precautions, the steps, a number of priorities, keep everybody safe and healthy, and so so we can get back to some normalcy. We can go back to our regular routine, which we'll all all want want to get back because it oh, absolutely. Personally, mentally, and everything else, I mean, we just want to get back into a, a, a to a regular routine and, and get and, you know and get back to our normal lives. And and I advise everybody, you know, to just be patient. We call I know it's difficult, but you know, just just take the precautions. We call you know because and I advise like every student too, like you know, you may think you're invincible because you're young, but it, this virus is not prejudiced. It will affect everybody, whether you're young or when you're old, and we call it, and you're going to take the precautions because if you have someone in your life that's uh, uh, that's older and has some underlying health issues, it hits this virus hits these people very hard. So you know, like I say, that that's why I tell everybody take these precautions seriously. Like you know, you know, live your life. We call it, make the best of it, but take the precautions because you're not only affecting your life, you're affecting the life of the, of, of the people that you love. So just you know, that's the advice that I give everybody, and they say, and hopefully. Hopefully, 
this pandemic will reach its, uh, its apex, as we call it, and, and from there we'll, we'll start leveling off and just get back, get back to our, our normal routine and stuff like that. So, you know, as we get the information, which, which, you know, we're going to relay it to everybody, everybody informed right now, but, but, as, but as of now, we're, we're just in a, a stay-put mode and, and you try to do the best we can. And like, and like I say, make sure that you take advantage of, this, of these online lessons that, that are being supplied to you by the, the school and by your teachers. And, and I say, and I applaud you for doing this, for reaching out to students and, and let every student know that we're thinking of them, we care about them, and like you say, we're all in this together. And, you know, and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to take part in this and to be able to, to speak to everybody, you know, and, you know, and, I, and I wish everybody the best. I really do. Hey, thanks for thank coming you, on, Mr. Chair. Chair. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Um, thank you. I, thank you so much. I, I thank you have, so much. I do, have one, I do have one last comment, yeah, if you're still there. Sure. All right. Um, so I've, I've mentioned this to a couple of, of my teacher friends, um, but I'm going to need some advice from you going forward because with the, the barbershops and the hair salons closed, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get my hair cut. So sometime this week, and I'm going to make some kind of a um, – kind of a spectacle of it. I'm, I'm going to go in the backyard and I'm, I'm going to have someone in my family shave my head. So I'm going to need some hair care I, tips from you and Mr. Crowley as uh, we go forward. I tell you, I tell you, you got it, buddy, because you know something? I've had this great hairdo for many years. I'm an expert on it. <laughs> I give you some good pointers. I can't wait. I give you pointers to make it nice and shiny and nice and smooth. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm be going to you. I've gone to your expertise for many years, so hopefully that will help me uh, get through this difficult period. All right. Thanks again, Mr. Satara, for calling in. Really appreciate right, it. Have a great day. We'll see you. Um, we'll talk to you at some point. We can hopefully call in again later. And let's take a quick break. We're gonna hear from ICBM Pizza. We'll come back and we'll do trivia game. This is an APAC studio presentation. Sick of getting your pizza the old-fashioned way? Delivered by some tool riding his little sister's bike? Sick of pizza places that advertise the delivered in 30 minutes or less guarantee, but don't actually deliver in time? Well, our dear leader understands that you need your pizza delivered real fast. So call us. We're Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Pizza, ICBM Pizza, a new division of the North Korean People's Army. We promise your order will be there in a flash, and your pizza will be hot, guaranteed, with delivery to the U.S. territory of Guam in 14 minutes or less, delivery to Japan in 5 minutes or less, and delivery to South Korea there before you can hang up the phone. ICBM Pizza. Explosively good taste, no tips required, and your choice of all two toppings that are not on the UN sanctions list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I- Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Down, <laughs> <cracking> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> <Lost> it. <laughs> when it said delivery to 
Japan before you even hang up the phone. I just lost it. That was fun. Oh, anyway, we're back here at the Mama Levitt Show. Thanks to our new sponsor, ICBM Pizza. Um, delivered to the U.S. territory of Guam in 14 minutes or less. Anyway, um, I figure, we're, we're, guys, it's already 12 o'clock, so we got, we got stuff to do today. We've had an action-packed show. Um, let's skip the Groundhog Day discussion for today. Hopefully we can get back to it on Wednesday. Uh, but students listening, I'll be able to um, – I, I think I just posted some questions. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, go watch it on Netflix. I think it brings up some really interesting questions. Um, there's a lot of questions about religion, and uh, there's questions about, like, the meaning of life and kind of why do we do the things we do and what's the purpose of life. And so I look I, – I think the movie's just really funny to begin with, but it also has, like, so many, like, just deeper questions going along. But let's go into – um, movie trivia for today. Movie trivia is going to be starting up here. All right. You know what? I remember, I, I forgot to write down on Friday who won the, the um, Disney. Was that was, was, that was Ms. Mr. Mahal? Jaffe. Mr. Mr. Jaffe. Jaffe. All right. So, I'm very proud of you. I relay that to all the students, too. True. So, so <laughs> Levitt has one win. Mara has two and Jaffe has one. All right. So I, I, I didn't add that to my show notes, but we'll throw that on there. All right. Movie trivia. I've got 15 movie questions. And so we'll throw them out here. And then the same rules as last time. If you say your last name, first person to, to buzz in gets to answer the question. And if they don't get it, then someone else can steal. So question number one, what are the dying words of Charles Foster Kane in the movie Citizen Kane? Jaffe. Love it. Jaffe. Rosebud. That's correct. Rosebud. One for Mr. Jaffe. All right, number two. Rosebud. (laughs) Do you know what that was a reference to? What that meant? Do we know? Yes, the display. The display that he had when he was a kid. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, the movie's been around. Gonna for, watch Citizen Kane anytime soon. Movie's been around for eighty. Movie's been around for eighty years. You know what's funny though is, is like yeah, the kids will watch it on their own. But when I used to teach film as literature at EHS, we used to watch. I, we we spent a quarter doing all like the classic movies: Casablanca, Citizen yeah. Kane. I would have loved Smith to take in your film as literature class, Mister. Oh, it was, it was it was so much fun, and, and I had it was mostly seniors. And I had pretty much all like smart kids, you know, the kids that would, that be willing to sign up for a second English class. You know, right. we basically would just, we'd watch movies and talk about them and discuss them and they would write about them and the philosophy of them. And it was so much fun. It was that and journalism are the favorite classes I have, I've ever taught. No offense to the eighth grade. Um, all right. So Jaffe's got one. Number two question in the movie, the graduate who played the character, Mrs. Robinson. Jaffe. Jaffe. Um. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> I just drew blank. Sorry, Miss Jaffe. Moving right along. Anyone else? No, give me. Oh God! Right, so I'm drawing a blank. Oh, wait, sorry. sorry. We'll do. I'll see give her. Jaffe. No, uh, and, oh. and begins with an, her first name begins with an A. You're right. Wait, so here's, give, so give, me, give, for one, give me. Give me. For one point, I'll give you a hint. One, for one point, I'll give you a hint. Yeah, Miss Miss Lovett. Is it Anne Bancroft? Anne Bancroft. That's correct. 
So when Mike, I was going to give you a, I was going to give you a. So it's wait, Jaffe, Levitt, and Mara. So I'll give Jaffe two points for getting the first one, and I'll give Levitt one point for the second one with with the clue. My clue was going to be she was married for many many years to uh, to Mel Brooks, great yeah, comedy genius. Uh, exactly. All right, number three question: What was the first feature length animated movie ever released? Love it, love it, love it. Go. Oh. No, Jaffe. No, it's Snow White. It was Snow White. Yep, you're right. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So two points for Mama Lovett. So Mama Lovett's up three to two. Um, next question. In The Matrix, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Love it. Love it. Red pill. The red pill is? Come on. Correct. <laughs> there we go. Um, next one. Oh, this Mara's the kind of struggling in this one. She's I know. She may have met her match. Um <laughs> number question number five. For what movie did Tom Hanks receive his first Academy Award nomination? Jaffe. What Jaffe. Big. Big is correct. Two points oh, for yeah. Mr. Jaffe. Big. Great, great movie. Josh Baskin. That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome that is a good movie. Great movie. I, movie. I love the part where where he's uh, they're dancing on the piano, in the in the toy yeah. store. And the and owner. Yeah. Of the what was yeah? The toy store is no longer around. Robert, Robert Loggia was the owner. Yes. Um, all right. Oh, question yeah. number six. What 1927 musical was the first talkie movie? Love it. Jaffe. Love it. Go. Love it. Um, the jazz singer with Al Dolson. Jazz singer is correct. All right. Two points for Miss Levitt. Miss Levitt's got six. Jaffe's got four. Um, number seven, what was the name of the skyscraper in the movie Die Hard? Mara? Great question. I should know it. Oh, never mind. Anybody? Last call? All right, for one, so the, the answer is Nakatomi Plaza. For one point, which holiday does Die Hard, the movie, take place on? Mara. Yeah. Mara. Mara, you're up. Christmas. Christmas is correct. All right, one point for Mara. Um, question number eight. In the movie Elf, what flavor of Pop-Tarts does Buddy the Elf use in his spaghetti? Mara. Mara. Is it strawberry frosted? No. no. Anyone else? What flavor of Pop-Tarts does Buddy the Elf use in his spaghetti in Elf? All right, Lovett's going to try it. Love it. Go. Brown sugar. Last chance, Mr. Uh, Jaffe. Chocolate? Chocolate mm-hmm. is correct. Oh. Chocolate. Uh, let's see. Question number nine. What pop vocal group performs at the wedding in the movie Bridesmaids? Mara? Mara. All right. Backstreet Boys? Totally guessing. <laughs> uh, not a bad guess. Right, pretty much the right era. So here's a clue for for one point. Um, it's an all female um, pop group from probably the early '90s, and they sang some really cheesy songs. Mara. Well, you you just you, you uh, yeah. I guess you can go for one point. Go, Mara. Spice Girls. <laughs> no, probably a little bit before oh. your era. It's called Wilson Phillips. Wilson oh. Phillips. Oh. 
I hate oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in my era. That's uh, none of you are Xenia. They're terrible. Go ahead. My, oh, it's so bad. I, I think that's part of the joke. Um, next one. What real life on again, on, on again, off again, Hollywood starred in the film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Jaffe. Love it. Jaffe. Uh, Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. That's correct. Two points for Jaffe. Wow. All right. Score check. Jaffe eight. Love it six. Mara with one. All right. We have five questions left. Question number 11. What American writer-director starred in several iconic European-produced spaghetti westerns? Jaffe? Jaffe, go. Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood is correct. Two points for Jaffe. Jaffe's got ten. Uh, question number twelve. Who played juror number eight in the movie Twelve Angry Men? Levitt. Levitt. Um, Henry Fonda. That's correct. Henry Fonda. All right, so Jaffe's got 10, Levitt 8, Mara 1. Uh, question number 13. The head of what animal is front and center in an infamous scene from The Godfather? Jaffe. Levitt. Mara. Jaffe, go. The horse. The horse's head. Ah, uh, the horse's wow. head. Ooh, fun uh, trivia follow-up. What's the name of the horse? Oh, my God. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Khartoum. Khartoum is the name of Khartoum. the horse. Khartoum. I'm not going to race them. I'm just going to breed them. Um, that's a, that is not <laughs> Don't get me started on the, on the Godfather. Leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Uh, question cannoli. What TV show was Jack Nicholson referencing when he ad-libbed, Here's Johnny in The Shining? Love it. Jaffe? Love it. Go. Um, the Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. That is correct. All right, so going to the last question, Jaffe has 12, Levitt has 10, and Mara has 1. Levitt, you need this one to force overtime. Um, uh, Question number 15, in what 1976 thriller does Robert De Niro famously say, you talking to me? Jaffe. Jaffe. Taxi driver. Taxi driver is correct, and congratulations, Mr. Jaffe. I can put that down with a – yep, thank you. Put that on your resume as, as two-time winner. All right, so Mara has, Mara has two wins, Jaffe has two, and Levitt has one. So we'll move on. Um, what's going to be our category Wednesday? Oh, Jaffe gets the, Jaffe uh, gets the pick. He's the defending champion. Oh, okay. Uh, so you want to do uh, scientists? Famous scientists okay. I have known? A little, a little oh, biased, but... I'm thinking more something about, more fun, like sports, music, How about breed, breeds of dogs? Okay. Ooh, yeah. Dogs. Breeds of dogs. Miss Levitt and I can kill well, it on that one. Dogs. Oh, there you go. How, oh, either like famous dogs or breeds of dogs? Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll like dogs like Rinsen Tin, Lassie. Yeah, we'll do a dog. Yeah, Mara, I was fast on the trigger and Jaffe today. Yeah. We do. Uh, all right, so congrats to Mr. Jaffe. Let's just finish up with today's idiom. Idiom of the day pulled out of my funny sayings box is true blue. True blue, which means loyal and faithful. In Coventry, England, in the late Middle Ages, a certain blue dye was used to color cloth. This color did not fade when it was washed. It remained fast and true. And the phrase, as true as Coventry blue, began because the blue dye did not 
fade away. So someone who is true blue. So the, the prompt for today would be name a true blue friend. Miss Levitt, can you name a true blue friend? My best friend Sarah has been a true blue friend since I met her in college. Uh, Miss Mara, who's, what's your true blue? My true blue is my big sister, Molly. Oh. Mr. Jaffe, do you, have a true, do you have a true blue sentence? A true blue. Uh, yeah, my, uh, uh, I can always count on Ruby because she's true blue, my dog. Uh, I was going to say that too. My, growing up, my, oh. my dog, Jazzy and Maddie, were true blue, loyal and yeah. faithful. You can't count on people, but you can certainly count on dogs. All right, so I'm going to be posting true blue. So a couple of just we'll finish up with. I just posted. Um, I posted my Groundhog Day questions. So watch Groundhog Day. Um, we have True Blue is our idiom of the day. You'll have a Chrome, um, not Chrome. I was gonna say Chromebook. You'll have a Coronation Journal assignment <laughs> later. Miss um, Mar and I have been working on a, the Bingo Challenge. So we'll, we'll put yeah. some thought into that the next couple of days, and um, we can we can add that to our list of things we can do. Uh, Mrs. Lovett, any last words? Um, just um. Everyone who's doing their assignments, I am grading them, and um, so keep working on them. Um, I will be posting federalism. It's going to be the theme this week. Um, I already announced it. I'm going because of some of the stuff going on with coronavirus and the states versus the federal and who's to blame and who's not to blame and whatever, silly politics. But um, just so you know, what federal, a reminder of what federalism is again, and um, I'll post a crash course, and I have probably an article about federalism, hopefully if I can find one. So I will go up also this week, and um, I'm going to try to post a couple other things about the Constitution so we can at least get some of that done. <laughs> yeah, I'll have some life right. science to do. Uh, we're going to switch to life science from earth science. So some, uh, uh, the first will be some uh, jognog that will be posted later, and then there will be some web searches, web quests later on. Awesome. And, Ms. Mari, any last announcements? Yeah, I posted a new round of Coronacation journals. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Jamie. She's my only student that has actually done her journals. Uh, so I read it and I graded it, and I hope that other people will also follow suit. Good job, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. good job, Jamie. I'm, so if you're listening, I'm reading and I'm commenting on every journal, every Coronacation journal. Um, I'm commenting on your questions, some of you are working on doing arrest-style paragraphs working on writing central ideas, um, thematic statements, and then coming up with the evidence from the text. I know what we've been doing. Uh, I did TV shows last week. I have a movie for today. But like I said, I used to teach film is lit, and we have uh, you know, movies as a form of text. Um, so get your Chromebooks Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, depending upon what your last name is. Work on your assignments. Work on your journals. We'll uh, keep reading. Keep talking to each other. Um, stay positive. Stay together. Have fun. Um, make the most of your situation. Say yes to the morning. Say yes to Monday. This is Mr. McGowan for Miss Mara, Mrs. Levitt, and Mr. Jaffe. This has been the Mama Levitt Show. We'll talk to everybody on Wednesday at 11 a.m.